Right, let's get back on to where we are. Where we were. I shared about a gorilla, a man in a gorilla suit. Who of you are in a suit here? That people cannot see who the real, real you is. May I ask, who of you loves yourself? Who loves themselves? Can everyone that answers my question, I'm going to ask it again. Who of you really love yourself? Please put up your hand. Okay, thank you. May I ask the liars to please come forward that did not put up their hand, that say, say they don't love themselves? Can the person that did not put up their hand please come forward? I'd like to take one of your fingers off and show it to the congregation. Please be bold enough to now enter my abode. No one. I'm shocked. It's funny, when I ask the question, you don't put up your hand. But when I say, please come forward, you don't want to either. It will hurt. That's right. Why? Because you do not want to see pain inflicted upon yourself because you love yourself. You've been lying to yourself. You do love yourself. You do love yourself. And God wants you to love yourself. I woke up this morning with that example and I knew no one would come forward. I, I was so fed up because I forgot my dad at home. I, I was in a holster and I was going to give it to the one that was going to come forward. No, no one came forward, so it didn't matter. My kids hammered me the whole time on the way. Dad, what are you going to do with the dagger? I said, I'm going to cut someone's hands off. He says, you're dead. You're not going to do that. I said, I'm going to cut someone's hand off. He said, oh, Dad, please, they're coming to my office. I'm preparing their Dad, what are you going to do with it? I'm going to cut someone's hand off. He said, oh, man, I know you're not going to do it. I said, I can't sit here. Oh, man. What is the point? The point is that we all love ourselves. Self-esteem is a term that is used to reflect a person's overall emotions of his or own self-worth. It is a judgment of oneself uh, as well as an attitude towards oneself. In other words, you can say, I'm competent, I'm able, I'm worthy, I'm ugly, or whatever the case may be. That is based on your self-worth and self-esteem. Now, all of us have different uh, levels, if I can put it, of self-worth and self-esteem. Here are some factors that shaped and influenced our self-worth or self-esteem. I would have loved to have done more research, but I mean, I only, my wife, when I got home, said she's not going to minister on Saturday, so on Friday. So I had to first watch the rugby. I'm sorry. So, but listen to this. Factors that shape and influence your self-worth and self-esteem. Your culture, your thoughts, your upbringing, your belief system, maybe an illness or a disability or a sickness or injury that you've incurred, role or status that you play in society, what others think of you, your experience at school, work, friends and community. In other words, your relationships with your parents, your peers, whatever the case may be in your community, in your work situation. Those can affect your self-worth. Okay? It can affect. Please note the word I used. Some signs of low self-esteem that some of you might recognize some of these in your own life. 
Firstly, hostility. Eating disorders. Very hard on oneself. Excuse the spelling mistake. Sensitivity to criticism. Criti critical of themselves. You're very critical of yourself. Neglecting of oneself. Accentuating the negative in your lives. Instead of focusing on your positive, you bring up the negatives in your life. Anxiety and emotional turmoil. Don't like to give your opinion. Inability to accept complaints. Struggle with negative thoughts. Reluctant to take on challenges. Expect little out of life for yourself. Put on a false front to impress others. Suffer from depression and or bouts of sad sadness. Worrying whether you have treated others badly. Excessive preoccupation with personal problems. Social withdrawal and poor social skills and self-confidence. Physical symptoms such as fatigue, insomnia and headaches. Sometimes even stop trying to achieve things in your life where they feel defeated. Who of you recognize some of those attributes in your own life? Then the sermon is for us. The reason why I actually decided to share on this, I was busy driving home on Friday night at about 6 or 7, and the guy phoned me and he said, can he come for counseling? You know, he's got a self-esteem problem and self-worth. And I said, yes, of course you can. That's why I'm preaching on it. Sometimes you don't know what to share on and sometimes God brings the right thing on your path. So that is why I'm sharing on this. So may I ask you again, who of you loves, really loves yourself? Please put up your hand. The ones that didn't put up their hands, please come forward. Praise God, you're already on the first page. You love yourself. I'm glad to see that. If you do not, if you say to yourself, I do not love myself, may I ask you, who of you here love me? Ooh, I may, maybe I shouldn't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no hands, put a, please put a hand. <laughs> who of you really love me? You have to. Scared of the night. You cannot love me unless you love yourself. You cannot love me unless you love yourself. There is no way you can. I don't believe you. Okay, would you read with me? Mark, we're reading Mark 12, verse 29. It is on screen. Those of you that want to look in your translation, you're welcome. I'm reading from the New Interesting Version, the New International Version. It reads as follows. The most important one, please note Jesus is speaking, answer Jesus, is this. Hear, o Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Okay? Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no command. Greater than these. Sure. I came here this morning to tell you that you are not an accident. 
you're not a mistake, even if you believe it. Maybe your mother didn't want you. And you've been sitting with that your whole life. I want you to know that God had you in mind when he created you. Even before you were formed in your mother's womb, he had already ordained your existence. Do you understand how magnificent that is? Do you even grasp how special you are? Do you even have the capacity to absorb that? I surely don't. Jeremiah 1 verse 4 to 5. Listen to this incredible passage. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Even prior to that, I want you to know I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. Wow. Even before you were even put in that womb of your mother, do you know that God had you in mind? Not just Jeremiah, every single one of you here. He had you in mind. And he had a plan and a purpose and a destiny for you to fulfill. But the tragedy so often in life we allow Satan to impregnate lies into our heart that we believe and we record them. And it goes on again and again. You weren't wanted. You useless. You ugly. You won't accomplish anything. And what happens to your self-worth, which should be here, goes plummeting. Till eventually you think you're nothing and you become nothing. Why? Because you don't believe you can. And that is just the ploy of Satan in all of our lives. I believe that every single one of us have been created to be movers and shakers. But you know what? Only God can impregnate that in your heart. So my title this morning is Learn to Love Yourself More so that you can learn to love others more. You want to love people more? Learn to love yourself more. Learn to, you want to learn to appreciate others more? Learn to appreciate yourself more. Point one. Learn to love yourself more. And many of us, when we read that, we think, oh, that is very selfish. That is very self-centered. That is very self-absorbed. Please be patient. We'll get to your question. Mark 12 verse 31. It says there, 12 verse 31. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. And when I read that and I think, sure, I'm to love you as much as I love myself. But I really love you. Well, then I must really love myself. I cannot really love her unless I really love myself. Interesting, hey? Love your neighbor as yourself. If you love yourself more, you'll be able to love your neighbor more. Have you got it? You cannot love this community and its people and the people of this world more unless you first learn to love yourself more. Because to the extent that you love yourself, 
so shall you be able to love others. And, and, and I've heard it time and time again, and so many times we even say it in our own lives. Ah, oh, I wish I had more hair. Who are, some of you are here. Who of you have said that? that have, who's the bored people? Please put your hair. I wish I had more hair. I wish I was thinner. I wish I was fatter. I wish I was taller. I wish I was longer. I wish I was what are you wishing for? You're wishing for things that can never happen. What are you wasting your time for, for heaven's sake? We waste our time and energy on things that are not going to change. And that, you know what? God didn't want them to change. The mo most important opini opinion that you can have, or mo one of the most important opinions that you can have, I'll put it on screen, is of yourself. So make sure that you think highly of yourself. Because if you do not think highly of yourself, you will accomplish Proverbs 23, verse 6, I mean verse 7, it says, in this is in the King James Version, For as he thinketh, thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think that you are a worm, so shall you be. And you'll accomplish the accomplishments of a worm. And so often we diminish our self-worth and our value. And God says to you this morning, stop doing it. I can go into the rebuke mode if you want. Would you like God to speak in rebuke mode? How dare you downplay my creation? Because that's what we're doing. Do you know that you are the pinnacle of God's creation? You are His masterpiece. Do you know that? Hello? This, I find incredibly beautiful. What about you? I think it's magnificent. I think this, wow, I've wanted that in our congregation for 15 years. Hallelujah, we got it. <laughs> but you understand, that is, those are beautiful. This is beautiful, those guitars, what a work of art. But you know what? Jesus said on the sixth day, what did he do? He created man. And he didn't say, he didn't say, it is good. Hello? He did not say that. He said that was good. He said that was good. He said that guitar was good. But he said, you are very good. How dare you don't play yourself. How dare you put yourself on the level of a worm, of a nothing. How dare we do it? It is a gross, gross sin. Praise God that I am one of seven billion people on this planet and none of you are like me. Try and give me your fingerprint and see if it can compete with mine. Any of you. It can compete, but it can never be the same. Try and bring your toe footprint. Your toe, you know your toe print is also different to everyone else on the planet? Can you imagine? Seven billion. Surely there must be someone, a twin of yours. No, no, no. There ain't not one. Not one. 
That to me astounds me. That is magnificent. That is, that blows my mind. If it doesn't blow yours, well, come see me afterwards, please. I will get someone else to counsel you. I might throttle you. (laughs) Only joking. Only joking. I once went and visited Roger and Vilna, which I don't often do, but I went into their house and I saw this painting, which in my opinion was not so great, but it did, it was displayed on their wall. And I looked at this and I thought, which kiddy, which little kid drew this thing? I'm very interested to know. So I said, Roger and Vilna, can you, can you tell me who painted this? <laughs> Who painted this? So they said, Father Clara. They said, you know him? I said, no. <laughs> I don't. Who on earth is he? he said, oh, no, he's a very well-known paint, painter. I said, oh, I said, is it worth anything? He said, yeah, it's worth thousands. I said, oh, my word. <laughs> very interesting phenomena. And I started wondering. I would have paid that much for it. Don't I don't exactly know what they paid for it. I've forgotten. Sort of remember. But do you understand? I looked at it and I saw no value in it. Other people look at you and see no value in you. Hello? Does it make it valueless though? That painting there there was one incredibly intelligent man in this congregation, that Sandy sta- sitting right here. He knew where this painting came from. This is a Pablo Picasso. Do you know how much this painting here, which I wouldn't have even had given it space in my attic. Not that I have an attic, but you understand, I wouldn't even put it in my storeroom. Because I think one of my kids could draw that. But you know how much that thing sold for in 2011? Anyone know? How would you like to guess? 50 million rand? No. Sorry? 138 million rand? No. 213 million rand. 2011. Hello? Interesting, hey? Now, can you tell me, was it the painting that was incredibly valuable? Or was it the painter? The value is in the creator. Your self-worth and your greatness is in who God says you are. In your creator. So, any bragging that is to be done is to be done in Christ. Are you with me? Your self-worth is based on your painter, your creator, your manufacturer. And your manufacturer is God. May you never downplay. Even if everyone else would throw you away, you are priceless. You are the pinnacle of God's creation. And may you and I learn to see that in right perspective. That I am fearfully 
and wonderfully made. We read it in Psalms 139, verse 13 to 14. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Can you say that over yourself? Would you say with me? I, I put it on screen so that you would say it with me. I am a masterpiece and I am wonderfully made. Please say it with me. I am a masterpiece and I am wonderfully made. Do you believe it? Are you ever going to doubt it again? How dare we? So 1.1. The more you love yourself, the more you can love others. The more you love yourself, the more you'll learn to be able to love others. If you have a problem loving yourself, you'll have a problem loving others. I don't know if any of you have ever seen broadcasts of the Queen Mother. Have any of you seen her? Have you seen her? Do you think she's an incredibly beautiful woman? She used to be. Do you think she's now? When she walks into a room, do you think she walks there? Why? Because she walks in with a heritage. She walks in with status. Why don't you do the same? For heaven's sakes, you're a king's kid. Hello? The problem is you don't believe it. That's why we slouch. That is why we don't hold our heads up high and we walk into a place. And when you walk into a place, there's a different atmosphere. And it should be. When we walk in, people should notice us. Not because you're great, but because God's great in you. Oh, my word. I'm not getting through. I can feel it. <laughs> you see, you think your self-worth is based on your accolades and your degrees and your accomplishments. That is absolute nonsense. Your self-worth is based on the painter, the one who created you. That is where your value comes from. I want to encourage you to start being proud of who you are. Stop focusing on your shortcomings. Stop focusing on the, your inabilities. And start focusing on who you are in Him. You need to and I need to understand that the value is not in what happens to us. It is not in our what we've accomplished or what we haven't accomplished or the foolish decisions that we've made in our lives. And some of us have made horrendously foolish decisions. Amen? But it doesn't change your self-worth. Stop believing the lie. God wants to set you free from the lie that you believe for years. Do you know what? If you do not get set free from this today, People will continue to see yourself the way you see yourself. Do you know that people see you the way you see yourself? Do you know that? They see you exactly the way you see yourself. If you see yourself as beautiful and, you know, you're a king's kid and you're going to, you, you, your, your life will display it, the way you carry yourself, the way you talk. 
would, if you don't, it will it be clearly visible. Some of you don't believe me again. Please read Numbers 13 verse 30 with me. Caleb comes to Moses and Aaron and he says the following. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. We are able to do it. Him and his buddy say this. Two people. Now, the vast majority, all of the others, say the following. Listen carefully. But the men who had gone up with them said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those who live in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. In other translations they say giants, isn't it? There are giants in our sight. We saw the Nephilim, the, the descendants of Anak coming from Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. Who told them that? No, that is how it is. If you think you are a useless nothing amount to nothing, that's how people will see you. They even said it here. We like grasshoppers in their sight. And you know what? They see us as that is also. Of course they're going to see you because you believe that about yourself. And they're going to treat you like a grasshopper. And they're going to somehow put you in a pot and chow you. Going to eat you up. Sure. 1.2. We don't have an option but to love our neighbors. Do you know that we are commanded to love our neighbors? But the interesting thing it says there, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. In other words, I need to love myself. Why? Because if I can't love myself, I can't love my neighbor. So to the extent that I love myself, I need to love my neighbor. Would I harm myself? Um, anyone willing to come forward, please? Anyone? Anyone? None of you. Which means not one of us has the right to harm our neighbor at all, in any way. You have no right even to say a negative word against him. You have no right to skinner about them or badmouth them. Why? Because you're harming them. Would you like it done to yourself? No. Then why are you doing it to others? We have no right to do that. Stay away from that. And funnily enough, it says this, there is no command greater than these. To love yourself and to love your neighbor. Of course, the number one is love God. Second is like it, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So you to love yourself and you love to love your neighbor. And you'll never harm yourself. I proved that because none of you were willing to give me your hand. Not one of you. So you love yourself. And make sure that you don't treat your neighbor in a way that you wouldn't want to be treated. Number two, learn to love yourself without idolizing yourself. Now this is where the balance comes in for those of you that think, ooh, dangerous terrain. Do not love yourself to the extent that you idolize yourself and think, well, yes, die manier. Jy is nie die manier. God is die manier. Romans 12, 3-4, it says there, for by grace 
given to me, I say to each one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. In other words, you should think highly of yourself, but not more highly than you ought. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. So my first point there is, make sure that you think highly of yourself. Make sure that you think highly of yourself. Why? Because who are you in Christ? You need to think highly of yourself, but do not think more highly of yourself than you ought. The minute you think more highly of yourself than you ought, you become proud, you become arrogant, you, you, be, you think you deserve better treatment than the person next to you, which is not the case. You become haughty, you become all of those where you think you're superior and believe that you deserve special privileges, not the case. Now, if you have a low self-esteem, what do you do? You value other people's opinions above yourself. Uh, you focus on your weakness and your faults as opposed to your strengths. Um, you believe others are more capable than yourself. You're un incapable of doing much. And you do not accept positive feedback and say, thank you very much, I appreciate that. You fear failure and because of that it will hold you back from achieving great things. Now obviously the balance is in between that. Having a high self-esteem, having a low self-esteem, or should I say too higher, and having a high self-esteem. God wants us to have a high self-esteem, have a high value of ourselves, but not overly high, and not overly low. And we need to ask God to bring that balance in our lives. So, 2.2, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. 2.3, be honest with yourself. Acknowledge your strengths in life. Acknowledge your weaknesses. Acknowledge your limitations and your abilities. Don't focus on your shortcomings. Know that you deserve the respect of others. Whether they give it to you or not is irrelevant. Hello? You can show me incredible disrespect. doesn't change the fact that I believe you should respect me. Because of who I am? No. Because who, who I am in Christ. Because when you're playing with me, you're playing with the whole kingdom of God, the host of angels behind you. You just didn't see it. And we need to have that viewpoint in life. It was very funny what Bruce was sharing. He say, saying, uh, <laughs> this, this guy was next to him. No, he, sorry, this guy was in front of him. And he, took, he had a gun in front of him. I, th I thought it was a gun. And, and he wanted to sh shoot Bruce. And, Bru and this guy, Bruce, started laughing at him. And he started laughing. And he said, what are you laughing at? He said, and he looked to his right. He said, uh, because Jesus said to me, you cannot harm me unless he allows you to. So this guy looked at him and said, what do you mean? He said, can't you see Jesus here? And this guy dropped his gun and ran away. But do we have that perspective? Jesus said that. You cannot harm me. Who the hell do you think you are? That's basically what he said, but he said it more with more respect. Bottom line, he said, who the hell do you think you are? You can, cannot even remove one hair from my head without him allowing you. God cannot, uh, no one can harm you without the Father allowing it. No one. Do you know that? May you never forget that. Number three. Learn to love yourself, but boast only in God. 
And this is where the balance needs to stay. Have a, have, have a sober judgment of who you are. But all your accolades, all your achievements, all your accomplishments, all the great things that God has planned and predestined for you to accomplish, may the boasting of those achievements be glory to God. If it is not given, if He doesn't get the glory, we've missed the whole point. You may as well have not achieved those accolades. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 26 through to 31, it reads as follows. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise. Some of you were, in other words, by human standards. Not many were influential. Maybe some were. Not many were of noble birth. Same in this case. Maybe not. Maybe yes. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose those, the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. So that no one may boast before Him. It is because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, our holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. If you have anything to boast about, make sure that your boasting is in him. Yes, but don't you know what I've done? Yes, what did you do? I did this and this. Yeah, but didn't God give you the ability and the capability and the wisdom and the intelligence to do that? That is why I make sure that you give all the glory, shun it to Him. Always. So, 3.1. God chose that, uh, those that were not wise by human standards. Funny how He works, eh? That's why He chose me to preach to you. You're more intelligent than me, but He chose me to preach to you. Cool, eh? Yeah, I think that's cool. Number two. God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Point three, three point three. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly and despised things to nullify the things that are. And God chose to do this because he did not want to share his glory with anyone else. That's why he did it. And normally it's the ones that are not great in the world sight and have all this. He, that's why he normally chooses them. Because he, they will give the glory to him. Not always the case. But may it be that even if you are born from royalty in human terminology, if you have all these degrees, may he get the glory in your life. Point four, lastly. Learn to love yourself so that you can do good works for God. If you do not love yourself, you are not going to want to do good works for God. Why? Because you'll be so inwardly focused. God wants us to have a self, good self-worth that we know who we are because He wants us to change the world out there. Not me, you and me, all of us, we are his disciples that is called to bring change in this nation, in this continent. 
But if we don't have a good self-worth, we won't do it. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. You were not just created to worship Him. Hello? Hello? Many of you think all you were created for was to have babies, raise them up in God's way, be a goody two-shoes, and that is it. You were created to not just worship God, but to do good works. Because those good works bring worship to Him. Those good works bring more people into His kingdom. You and I were not created just to worship Him. If you believe that, you're out of line. You were created also to do good works. Which He predestined in advance before you were even born. I want Marty to do this. I want Sandy to do this. I want Augusti to accomplish this and this. I want little Sama even to do this and this. Do you know that? Even your children. God has said, I want this kid to accomplish this for me. The question, the key question is, Lord, what do you want me to do for you and how do I plug into that? And you have to inquire of him for him to show you. We are God's workpiece on earth. He's not going to come and do it. He chose you and me to bring life change. Believe it or not, eh? It's quite astounding that He would choose you and I to bring change. Hmm? I find it overwhelming that God would choose me. We are God's representatives, and may you never forget that. We are called to do good works for God. Every single one of us are called to do good works. And you know what? Your good works are different to mine. The things that He wants you to accomplish are different to what I am called to accomplish. You know, one of the most beautiful things for me is that our self-worth and our value is not, it is not set in stone. And may God shatter any stone of low self-worth that you have in yourself. May He destroy it today in Jesus' name. May He break that. And may you come to understand and believe who you are in Him. Not because He wants you to be arrogant or proud, but because of who He wants you to become in and through Him to accomplish great things. God has great things in store for every single one of you here. But you know what? If you don't know who you are in Christ, you'll never accomplish them. But if you do, and you say, Lord, forgive me this day for looking down on myself and thinking, well, this person's greater than this and this. Yes, they might be greater than you in this and this area, but you are greater than them in something else. Stop downplaying yourself. How dare you? Repent of that. It is sin. Before God, that is sin. Do you know that? The minute we look down on ourselves and he looks at us, he looks at us and says, my son, who I love, who I'm well pleased, man, you are this and that. And, that. and we'll say, well, I'm not so great. We place ourselves above God. Do you know that? We need to place ourselves under his authority. If he says I'm great, I'm great. Finished and closed. Yeah, but I don't think I am. It's not what you think. 
It's who He says you are. Amen? And may we never forget that. Jeremiah 29, 11-13, you can go and read it in your own time. Beautiful scripture. Where God says, I have plans to prosper you. I have plans to give you a hope and a future. I have a destiny for you. Do you know what? If he said that to Jeremiah, he said this, that to me. Because my God ain't a God of favoritism. He loves you and you and you just as much as he loves me. And he loves me so much because he wants me to accomplish great things for him. So to recap, let's learn to love ourselves more. But make sure that you don't idolize yourself. Make sure that if you have anything to boast about, may it be your boasting to God. May you never forget that God is desirous to do good works, great works, through you and through your life, through your testimony, through what He's doing and working in and through you. Amen.